was your day today? Really shitty. <laughs> I woke up and was like, I don't do like auras or energy or anything mm -hmm. like that, but if I did, there was bad energy today. I have days like that where it's like for no reason whatsoever you wake up. I was like, I'm taking bets of when, what time I'll have cried by. It didn't, it hasn't happened yet. I also, when I woke up, noticed, I'm not even kidding, I will show you after this. Something was written on the side of my desk that I don't remember being there. <laughs> so I woke I, up, I woke up to a ghost. Did I not tell you I've been going into your room at night and just writing on your desk? Sometimes I have really funny thoughts late at night and I have I don't have I don't <laughs> have a notebook like inside next, box. Well I don't have a notebook next oh. to my bed, so I just go to your room. So and you I write journal on, your desk. on my desk. Yeah. Is that, That's fair. Is that is that No, okay? you you should have asked me first. Oh, I thought it was just implied. <laughs> When your roommate said that yeah. that's gonna happen, yeah. but I oh, guess not. Okay. All right, I feel confident now. I feel like we're ready to start. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Brain Bleach. I am Liam. I'm Sophia. And welcome to our new show. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, I guess. Mom. <laughs> Maybe. Thanks, Sophia. Hopefully, hopefully my mom. <laughs> Thanks, Sophia's mom and no other people. <laughs> I asked my mom and she said no. That's, I don't blame her. Yeah. Uh, I think we can just get right into it then. I have, okay, I have a thing I can talk about. Do you have anything pressing that you would like to no, discuss? No, okay. I didn't call my therapist. <laughs> well, I thought that was... Why, why we were here. Well, just, just don't worry about I'm it. I'm ready to just unload onto you. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Off to a All good right. start. Um, no. Okay. Are you on the BU subreddit? Okay. We both no. go to BU for contest. I leech but... off of people's. Okay. So I'm on the BU subreddit the other day and there's this post about someone trying to form uh, a club football team and they end up like going on this rant about how they got in, like a fight with the director of BU Sports and they were like totally being ignored. Like, this is, this is such bullshit. How, how come they're not listening to me? And I go through the guy's post history and they're a senior in high school that hasn't even been accepted to BU yet. They've just like applied and they're already fighting with they have, BU they administration. They have one foot and a ball <laughs> and they're ready to go. No, but can you imagine not? They're off to a good start. They literally haven't even applied to come to school here yet. And they're like all ready to go to war to with just the BU administration. That's, that's a good way to make your mark if that's... <laughs> That's what college means to you. Honestly, though, fighting with the administration is probably a critical part of the college experience. I got, um, last year, the, like, fifth floor astronomy office. We were trying to steal tea bags because we're college students, and that costs, like, a dollar. And we went into this office... And we were, like, putting them in our pockets, and I had a camera with me. And this lady, like, slunk in was like, are you guys here for the meeting? And was, like, trying to shoo us out. And I was, like, I pretended I was, like, photographing, like, the river. And I was like, um, we're not here for any meetings. Let's just go take pictures outside. But I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, we pay $70,000 a year, <laughs> and you're mad at me for stealing, like, Bigelow green tea. You just have to 
confidence is key. Like, yeah. if you look like you know no, what you're doing. No, that's I had my camera. I was like, all right, like, let's just okay. leave. A camera but... can also get you in, like, anywhere. That's because true. I had a photography project last semester. And we had to do, like, pick a part of the city to, like, photograph. Yeah. And I did Down by the Water. And there was this huge yacht that I wanted to get some pictures on. So I just, like, walked onto the yacht and started taking pictures around, like, the cabin and I was going to say I need to take pictures of the bar on the top of the Prue. And I have to mm. have a drink while I'm taking them. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I submitted my project and just, like, a bunch of pictures on this yacht. And my professor was like, that's so cool. How did you get permission to be on the yacht? And I was like, oh, no, I just... I just walked on. I didn't get permission. I just like walked on and he docked me five points oh for it. Oh my God. Yeah. Which like, I guess is fair. Cause like, I, I guess you're not supposed to do that, especially like in the film industry, but I did not, I don't know. I didn't appreciate having my five points taken off. Is okay. Wait, that's another thing. People love like young people with professions. Mm -hmm. So if you're under the age of like, 15 even if you're in high school and you say oh i'm a kid journalist i'm supposed to be here having sex with harry styles like their manager will be like yeah go for it he's back there i don't i don't <laughs> think that's what journalists do no but you know what i mean yeah i know <laughs> i'm doing a method piece on what it would be like to fuck harry styles <laughs> there's really only oh. one way to go about that yeah I, I like the idea, like, you take that even step further. You're like, hello, I'm a 14-year-old doctor. I'm here to perform heart surgery. And then it's just like, stab, 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 stab. Gone wrong. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing as fucking Harry Styles. It's, that's a YouTube title right there. It's like, child surgery gone wrong. And it's just four minutes of a child of stabbing knife. someone to death. And everyone around it, like, for his age, he's doing a really he's good so job. He's so precocious. <laughs> You know, most 14-year-olds wouldn't even be able to stab that many times. They'd get tired. Yeah. Anyway. Again, off to a good start. Um, speaking of sex with Harry Styles. Aren't you always? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had to say. Oh, okay. Um, I, had, I had something else I did want to add. So you're an art history major. Do you find the discussion of modern art to be pretentious? Yeah, I don't. So my sister um, was a painting major in college. Like, she went to an art school. And she would call me. We're seven years apart. I'm younger. So she would call me because I was doing, like, Power of the Pen. Mm -hmm. And all of her art was just art. There really was not more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And they would do critiques every week. And she had to come up with a backstory. So she would ask me to come up with a backstory. Because, like, I always had some really convincing bullshit about, like, this is my childhood trauma of when, like, whatever. And, like, none of it was true. And she ended up doing so well in every single critique. <laughs> because it just got, like, more and more, like, angsty and raw. Mm -hmm. And I hate modern art. It's not art. Okay. So the reason I ask is I have... This class um, that I've told you about a couple of times, it's the climate change one. And the one of the professors starts every class by showing Climate some... change is art. Exactly. <laughs> you know, ExxonMobil, they're just artists. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, 
the one professor starts every class by showing us a painting and gives us a little like analysis of it or something. And he showed us one today and it's of these like salt marshes in Boston. And he was like, this painting is actually a really clever representation of climate change because you can see like the clouds representing like change in the weather might be coming soon. And like you can see people like walking around representing like the changing of civilization. And I'm kind of sitting there like, I I don't think what you're saying is correct. And I ended up like Googling the painting because I was so sure that he was like, this was coming out of his ass. I looked at the painting and it was painted in 1720. Like easily 200 years before climate change was remotely a thing. And I'm just like, oh, so this class is just like complete crap. Like none of this is worth anything. Oh, so it's about leprosy. (laughs) Exactly. This is actually, it was about smallpox. Um, but you know, that's one of those universal themes throughout time. But yeah, I, yeah, I, well, one of my favorite things are like the overeager kids in art history courses who like have a script ready to analyze a painting. <laughs> they have a monologue prepared. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you went on spark notes, you looked up allegories and now you're adding words that you found on thesaurus.com. Like I'm on to you. You're on your, li- <laughs> and like, especially now we all have our laptops in front of us. Like we can sound as scholarly as we want. And I'm just there. Like, like I remember last year I called, I didn't do it to be like quirky or funny. Like I called this woman's breast, her titty. Mm-hmm. Just because I was on autopilot. And our TA started laughing. He goes, uh, okay, yeah. And I was like, it's the same thing. We just, we don't have to use big words all the time. <laughs> we write for meaning, yeah. not for No, I don't like the interpretive ego. bullshit. Like Every ninth grade English teacher right now is just frothing at the mouth with rage. <laughs> How dare you say the color of his trees was not symbolic of his blossoming sexuality. It makes paper writing a lot more fun. I will say that because there are no wrong answers. Yeah, it makes so, it a yeah. lot easier when you yeah. can write a thousand words on something that's just blatantly I, incorrect. There was this, like, one of the first art historians was, like, a, he was super gay and he was obsessed with Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm. And he called him... Aren't we all? He, oh, I know I am. And <laughs> he called him Celestial. And that's literally when I decided, I was like, I got to study this shit. Like, I want a degree in this. Yeah, that's cool. I, that's the reason I realized I could never be an English major. Originally, I was planning on being an English major before I came to college. It was actually before I was even applying. Before you were even born. Before, in the womb, I was just like, I would like to study the works of Tolstoy. Uh, No, it was, but then I was like, I can't do analytical bullshit forever i really can't it's so much i started out in ir i didn't like Mm. declare ir but i took one i took intro to ir and that was all i needed to know that like that is so not my speed what what about it was like not the same for me i mean it's like a room full of twitter anarchists i avoid with like the occasional guy who's like in ROTC training and super Republican (laughs) and is just there to scorch the earth and be feared. 
the and, dude who starts every sentence with not to play devil's advocate. Yeah, but. and then you know today I got piggybacked off of in my history class. <laughs> oh, and I, I was saw like, your tweet. Yeah, I was like, this is a reminder as to why I was like, ah, uh, yeah, let's go with a bullshit major. What was your tweet? It was. Um, yeah, I was like, I I don't want to get piggybacked off of without consent. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? You just described every discussion, class discussion in high school, where it's like yeah. one person says something, and then you go around in a circle, and everyone's like, I, I agree with yeah, what that you know, person uh, said. Yeah, you know, going off of that. Just going off of what that person said, um, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> or they say something, well, and this is what happened in my IR class, it's like, you say something really thoughtful, really like, not even that eloquent, just like, oh, okay, cool, and it sits well with the class, and it does not need to be topped. And then mm. someone's like, yeah, you know, here's a prepared speech that I've written that has nothing to do with what you just said, but by me saying that I'm going to piggyback off mm-hmm. of it, that makes it count. Well, so the <laughs> class you're taking now, the the writing class, <laughs> I took it last year, uh, and that was my big... It was a little bit different than the one you're taking, but that was my biggest problem with that class, was the professor kept forcing discussions to just, oh. like, go on and on and on after we had, like, already beat something to death. Um, since my mom's listening, just for background, this is a Writing 120, and it is a freshman writing course. I am a senior <laughs> who is pursuing writing as mm-hmm. a job for money. What did you say today was learning how to write a college essay? Yes, I learned how to write a college essay today. They actually just read every essay you'd written up to this yeah. point. Like, and they were like, this, this is what not to do. <laughs> She definitely needs this class. Yeah, I'm like, I'm applying to do research next semester right now, mm-hmm. but I'm also learning how to write an essay, so. Well, good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you're finally starting to learn the basics. Yeah. The ropes. Um, but yeah, we would just go round and round in circles. We would spend an hour on like a short poem, just beating it to absolute death. And we would get to the end and it would just be like, there's literally nowhere to go from here. We've this, th- it's so overanalyzed. It was the most frustrating thing. It, there comes a certain point where it's like, why are we doing this? Like, I get it. We signed up to go to college. Like, sure, this is busy work for us. But at the same time, they know we're doing the same shit in every other class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've. It's like this is all. We're all puppets. Mm-hmm. This is a puppet show. <laughs> I've pretty much completely retooled my schedule. So I only want to take classes where I'm learning like skills. Yeah. And like, so like I'm taking like news writing class where it's like journalism, how to write. And I'm taking a production class where it's like mm-hmm. learning how to like shoot and edit and videography and stuff. Because I'm so tired of just like abstract. Con- yeah, it's just like abstract concepts. Like it should be a part, but yeah. like. I'm, you take a class like that and you get to the end and it's like, I don't feel any more prepared to like go write a screenplay or something than I did before. I was talking to my advisor today and he was saying how like, he thinks students are actually taking the semester more seriously because like they have nothing else to do. And I told him that the reason I've chosen like what I study is because I just like the readings. Like, I, it's not free reading material, obviously. Like, we have to pay a lot to get the books. But it's a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't read on my own that I think is interesting. So it's like, if I have to sit through a 50-minute class of, like, students being dumbasses, fine. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's just like the readings within my field of study. Yeah. I can get through so much easier and so much faster because it's actually stuff yeah. that's like interesting to me. But then I try and do the reading for like that climate change class and I can barely sit through. And you're it. like, climate change isn't even real. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I, we had class today and the TA was like, we're going to go around and you're going to say what you hope to learn from this class. Yeah. And I was so tempted to just be like, uh, I want to figure out once and for all if climate change is real or not. <laughs> but I, I had a feeling that that wasn't going to be very well received. You're like, why would the climate change when it's already sexy? <laughs> also, uh, my girlfriend, Grace, is also in that class, so I have to be on my best behavior. I was texting her the entire time. Yeah. Though. Just like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Please help me. I'm so bored. I truly would not be able to get through college without having a significant other. <laughs> I'm like increasingly realizing that because it's like... You have somebody at the minimum to just text all the time about all the bullshit that's happening around you, especially yeah. with Zoom, because they don't see. I have my phone right there on my lap all class. Like, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have my phone out all class in in-person classes, too. <laughs> You're not doing class right. Um, speaking of sex with Harry Styles, that <laughs> reminds me when I was in eighth grade, Another shout out to Power of the Pen. We like mm. two in one uh, conversation. Anyway, um, he got that nasty butterfly tattoo, Harry Styles, on his like stomach. I don't know if you've seen it. It's literally just a blooming butterfly on it's, his belly. It's fair to assume that if it has to do with Harry Styles, I'm not really going to know what you're talking about. Well, not that I don't appreciate him. Okay. I think he's all right. But well, I, I was in follow. eighth grade sitting there and I have my iPod touch on my lap. Because I don't want my teacher to see. And I screeched. Mm -hmm. And I dropped the iPod touch. And it cracked. <laughs> and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I went in the bathroom mm -hmm. and just cried. Not because my iPod broke, but because he had got that tattoo. <laughs> it was so emotional. I'm not distressing. even... I wish I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that actually happened in my life. It's just like, this is the end. Yeah. Oh, it was just the beginning. <laughs> I I hadn't seen a recent picture of Justin Bieber in like several years. Oh, I have. And I saw one today and he, he kind of looks like a crack addict. Okay, I have a thing for guys who look like they're going to pass out at any second. So I really like what he's got going on right now. Like if he, well, pro he yes. looks like he has hepatitis and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Isn't he, like, married? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to know why they're married? I, is it not because they love each other and they want to spend their lives they together? They got married because they're Christian and they wanted to have sex. They've both said that. Um, this is Justin Bieber. This is Justin about? Bieber. <laughs> what? He found God recently. Oh. <laughs> well, good he for found, him. He found God in a hopeless place. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, good for them. I I wish them only the best. They're both... Yeah, they're thriving. I hope it was worth it. Have you seen those people on YouTube that, like, wait for marriage to kiss? I cannot say that I have. I think I... I maybe it wasn't you. There's this video of these two people who waited for marriage to kiss, and it's, like, their first kiss on their, like, wedding day. 
and it looks like two snakes both trying to eat the other one at the same time. And it goes on for like 10 seconds. That's okay, the first kiss is like the most, like that's more awkward than sex for the first time. Like, because mm-hmm. that is, there's no avoiding eye contact. Like, you're fully there. Well, it's also, there's a live studio audience watching you. It's like, yeah, that, yeah. Several hundred of your closest family and friends just like on the edge of their seat. Unless you're in, like, you're under Sharia law and, like, can't. hmm That's really weird. Yeah, but these, <laughs> so these videos of people, it's, like, there are audible gasps in the background <laughs> of people at the wedding. Just like, oh, my God, what are they doing? Because it's so gross. It's embarrassing. But it's so funny. I, I live for those kinds of videos. I, um... I don't know why my brain just went here. I accidentally walked in on our priest in the bathroom once. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Did, did I'm it, going to hell. Well. And that's only one reason. It depends on if there yeah. was anyone else in the bathroom with the priest. Then he might just, be going to hell Just too. him and God. Just him and God? <laughs> Good for him. I forget what I was even talking about now. What was it? Oh, people who waiting. Okay. The other thing about these people who wait for marriage to kiss is like there's no reason to either like god doesn't say that that's why i said unless you're under sharia law like i know and i don't know if it's sharia law but like in islamic countries that's like a religious thing like you can't you're is not it, supposed to be it's like an act of intimacy i, I watch enough 90 day fiance to like um, i know my shit yeah i guess i don't know enough about Islamic culture there's one couple and the girl is from Columbus Ohio and like when they describe her they're like Avery was an all-american girl and like that she was and she randomly decided to convert to Islam Mm -hmm. and like fully embraced wait this is like a white girl who just converted to Islam okay she fully embraced I didn't know that she was like a recent convert like that's how she like it was crazy but anyway Mm -hmm. So she meets this guy on a Muslim dating website mm-hmm. who lives in Syria. Mm-hmm. And she go, they meet together in Lebanon because she can't get to Syria because mm-hmm. the U.S. sucks. And they get to Lebanon to get married. And he's never kissed anyone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know that Avery in her past was promiscuous this is on 90 day fiance yeah and he's like he's like and he's like super hot this guy <laughs> and he's like i know that avery was promiscuous so like i'm sure she knows what she's doing <laughs> and i was like at least he doesn't have to worry about like both of them figuring it out like good for her yeah <laughs> i have to imagine that's like like all religions it's just like certain sects of islam yeah or like that and he was lit as fuck like he was so excited he was like finally it's like 26 or something well good for him i'm yeah. glad he found omar his, got his to queen. lock some omar. lips yeah i remember i got i watched the first no i watched married at first sight uh, <laughs> the first season when it first came out i think i was like a freshman in high school um and I don't remember why, but I got so obsessed with it. I watched the yeah. entire first season in like three days. Wait, was that with like Tina and Tark? I don't know why I know their names. I honestly, I okay, because my remember. mom was obsessed with that. It's so absurd, and also, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think same-sex marriage was legal in all fifty states yet. That is such a slap in the face to people who cannot <laughs> like. They're told. 
by the law that their love is not valid. And then these but people this- are like, oh, I've never met this man who smokes battery acid every morning. Like, let's get married. It's like 23-year-old Brian hasn't found the love of his life yet. Time to pitch <laughs> yeah. him for life. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Except, isn't it like not real marriages? Like, don't they, can't they split up at the end or something? Yeah, I think the whole thing is like, they give them a grace period, but they have to, I think they have to get a divorce. It's Good, as they should. Yeah, but they have it. Whatever. It's so stupid. Shows like that are so fascinating to me. Isn't. Have you watched The Bachelor? I've seen like a couple episodes here and there. I want to know. Okay, there's. I didn't realize this until last year, but my roommate um, was super into The Bachelor. And apparently, before every season of The Bachelor even starts, it gets leaked who wins. Like, yeah. literally well, every year. Yeah. So then it's like, before you even watch the first episode, you know how everything ends yeah. for like 26 seasons. That's so well, strange to me. My problem with those shows, and I'm the biggest Real Housewives, like, crackhead. Like, mm-hmm. that is, I was just watching it, like, 15 minutes ago. And... My problem with those shows is there comes a point where they're so popular and they've been going on for so long. The entire cast is just acting. Like, people watched the first season of The Bachelor and then, like, came on for the second season. Okay, whatever. But then, at, like, after that point, you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people go on, like, with intention. And when it was raw and people were just, like, whipping wine glasses at each other's heads out of, like, pure rage over someone's divorce, like... Mm-hmm. That's the kind of, like, shit I want to see. Yeah, I it's always... gone. I always go back and forth on stuff like that. Because on the one hand, like, there is something inherently more compelling about, like, this all being real and, like, completely unscripted and, like, these are genuine reactions. But, like, at a certain point, if I'm being entertained, I don't really care yeah. if it's fake or not. Like, if you kind of just turn your brain off and don't really think right. about it... It's, all, it's a good time, no matter what. Well, and the problem is, I can't turn my brain off with Housewives because I'm so invested in it mm-hmm. that it's like every emotion I have is on the surface while I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Have you... One of my favorite TV shows of all time is called Next. It was on MTV. Are you familiar? I'm not. Okay. I'm really excited. So Next, it ran on MTV from like 2003 to 2006. And the those, are the, those are the prime years. Exactly, right? Um, and the entire premise of the show is that there's one girl and five dudes, or it's usually a girl and five dudes, sometimes it's one dude and five girls. Anyway, um, she is going on, like, a date with all of them, just, like, one at a time. Yeah. And at any point in time during the date, she can say, next. And the guy just has a cast to leave, and the next guy in line comes in. They just, like, resume the date from wherever they were on. Um... And you also, so the guy wins money for however long he lasts on the date. It's like a dollar for every minute that he lasts on the date. Um, And so then at the end, the girl chooses which guy she wants to go on a second date with. And the guy can either choose to take the money or go on a second date with the girl. Oh, I would always take the money. And so my, one of my favorite moments in television history was watching a guy take $11 over a second date with this girl. I laughed 
So I see if that happened to me, I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, take that money and run!" <laughs> like, but I'm not eleven dollars—it's so little money. Oh my god! It's yeah, that show is just fantastic. There's so many other like weird stuff I've yeah, seen. Yeah, like, I love Flava of Love with what's Flava that one? Flav. He just you know who Flava Flav yeah. is. He just has a house full of women, and they all just kind of hang out and date. It's date like, him or it's each like other? The, yeah, him. It's like The Bachelor, <laughs> but with Flavor of Flames. <laughs> it's so and good. And no one ever gets it's voted fantastic. off. They just all hang out yeah. forever. He makes out with all of them. Like They like <laughs> lick his face. Yeah, it's amazing. It's actually really like therapeutic. Sounds like it. Yeah. Watch Flavor of Flames date 30 women simultaneously. Yeah. Can you imagine going to a network to pitch that show? Just like, I don't all think right. I feel like they pitched him. They were like, we want you to do anything, literally anything, and we'll give you a show. And he was like, get me 30 women and call it a day. And we they were th- like, they're here. <laughs> they are already outside. We've got a bus <laughs> yeah. ready. Warm up the hot tub with Flava Flav. He, oh, he doesn't need to. <laughs> He just gets in and it starts yeah. boiling on its own. <laughs> Climate change happens. <laughs> uh. Did you see the pictures from, uh, I think it was like San Francisco and as far north as like Oregon from the forest fires where the sky is just like That's orange. a segue. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it made me, the boiling. Is it from the tra- the gender reveal? Yes. <laughs> it's. Oof. It feels like an onion headline come to life. Because it's so unbelievably yeah, tragic, yeah. but from just, like, the stupidest source imaginable, this gender reveal party has started. And that baby is going to be born a piece of shit. Like, that baby already <laughs> sucks. Can you imagine at school getting made fun of because your gender reveal party destroyed someone's <laughs> home? Just like, you're the reason we still have to live in my grandfather's van. It's... <laughs> The most well, depressing thing. When you play all those icebreaker games where it's like two truths and a liar, like you have to share a fun fact about yourself, this kid's going to be at like a mixer in college in 20 years and you'll be like, yeah, you guys remember about 18 years ago, that forest fire that killed like everyone. Yeah, yeah. that was because of my dick. Wait, <laughs> did we even find out the baby's gender? Well, what? What color are the, the flames of the forest fire? I don't... Probably, like, gray. You see a picture and it's just bright, Maybe the Wait, flames. maybe this was all, like... Maybe we're the idiots. Maybe they were trying to make the point that you shouldn't assign a gender to an oh, unborn baby. Oh, it's one big social satire. <laughs> they just... They burned down... It, is this actually a Banksy? He burned down the West Coast? Yeah. Wait, um, actually, though... This is, a, um, this is a Banksy. Yeah, so... I, um, not to be that bitch, but I studied abroad in London and I, um, she says as she but not is like exactly that. No, that I got depressed as fuck. So it was not like that. It was not my like, like parent trap moment. <laughs> um, anyway, there were a bunch of Banksy pieces that like I found just from walking aimlessly because mm-hmm. depressed. And there's this club called Bali Ballerson. Mm-hmm. It's in Shoreditch, which is like an edgy neighborhood in London. And it's literally just filled with ball pits, the whole club. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, except the health department's like on that shit. <laughs> I and have to imagine with COVID. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, they're probably out of business. But there was like, oh, it was like shoved up against a window. Mm-hmm. 
with a Banksy piece right there. Whoa. I was like, that's the most, that's like a Mad Lib. What if Banksy is actually just Jeff Bezos? What if we're Banksy and we don't even know? Hey guys, welcome back to the We Are Banksy podcast, <laughs> episode one. If Jeff Bezos is Banksy, I'm throwing myself from the BU Bridge tomorrow. All right. Uh, <laughs> if, feel free to comment down below if you have proof that Jeff Bezos yeah, is Banksy. Like, I saw a picture of him today and I was just like reminded that that's what he looks like. Have you seen the pictures of like, it's him and Elon Musk are the two (laughs) most shocking words, like them 15 years ago before they had money. No. They both look like 40 years older, 15 years ago. They already look. Like Elon Musk had this like super receding and thinning hairline. I'm going to Google that right now. And Jeff Bezos was like kind of pudgy and was like sort of funny looking. And now they're both like buff and elon musk has thick luscious hair one thing well yeah you can afford it um one of the things that got me through this year was the like ash 12 or whatever his son oh yeah those are so funny oh god he looked really bad which one you look i want to know what hair plugs he's using elon musk yeah he looks so much better yeah he was yeah, he it, looks like he like crawled out of Chernobyl <laughs> in <yeah>. a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, he money has been kind to him. Yeah, see, and that's the thing: money can buy happiness. Money can buy literally anything. Yeah, I don't want to hear a peep from anybody who's like, "You can be happy and not have it." That's. I think you can be happy and not have money, but like, if you have money. Just buy happiness. You can. Yeah. Buy yourself, especially like Elon Musk level of money. I just think of like little luxuries that I would want. Because I feel like if I was that wealthy, like, I, and I say that now, I will never, it's, it's not like I'm ever going to get that wealthy. So we're never going to find out. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be the kind of person to just like order a Bentley online, you know, Mm -hmm. but if I was just sitting there and I was like, you know what would be really cool? An indoor trampoline. I would just buy one. I have um, a list of things to buy and do if I ever become like insanely wealthy. And number one, I might have told you this before, I don't know. It, I want to buy a private island and then pay an architect to design like an 1800s area of like Victorian mansion on it. But the, the trick is I want him to put like 200 like secret passageways why is it a he because that's just okay i want them to put in like 200 secret passageways and stuff in it so just like something right out of scooby-doo but like literally hundreds so like and then i want him to not them i want them to not tell me where any of them are so like decades later, I'm still like stumbling upon I new like trapdoors and stuff. That's, that's my biggest that's dream. That's good. See, that's like that's engaging. It's productive. I had that idea in eighth grade, and I've never forgotten it. It's always. I don't know what I would want. Oh shit! Lightning. Um, I would want. You'll have to come back to that. <laughs> I gotta think. Can I just want like a really me? good coffee maker. You become a billionaire just so you can buy so a I can buy $40 an espresso. Coffee, coffee maker. Yeah. How much is a good espresso? 
Nespresso. Nespresso. I don't. I haven't even looked. I think it's like I haven't even looked because I know that like the second Jackson and I live together, that's like his like he's getting one. So I'm just gonna leave. He's gonna get one. He'll get one, but it's like a. Me Nespresso, Suno Nespresso deal. Is this like a you getting him to buy you slides deal? Where yeah. it's like, you know, oh, I actually, me- yeah, I texted him today, like something. I was someone, I, I made like a really shitty, like clap back meme, mm-hmm. and I said, buy me Gucci slides and I'll send it. And I fully meant that. <laughs> if he had sent me like a receipt, that would have been through the ether. How much do Gucci slides cost? I think they're three. The ones I want are three twenty. That's it. That's not. I'm not asking for like. <laughs> I'm I say not that, asking for much. I say that's not a lot, but that would take me like eighteen years to save up for. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get a sugar daddy, and that's the closest thing I have right now. You want to talk about real sexism in America? How come it's so much harder for me to get a sugar daddy? A sugar mama. No. Do you want that? Well, yeah, I'd be yeah. okay with a sugar mama. That is sexism. Yes. I feel discriminated against. You should say that in a gender studies class. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would go over really I well. I sign up for a gender studies class like the last day before ad drop. You, bring, you bring a kombucha and you're wearing like Burks and you get in there and you go, yeah, it's pretty sexist that I can't get a sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> just to hear all the gasps. I think there would just be silence. Just dead silent. That's probably the best thing you... That gives them a lot to work with. Mm, I'm just the subject of the class for the rest of the semester. All of them talking about me. I kind of want to do that now. It's so funny. What would that class be called? Gender studies. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Is that that a major gender studies? Yeah. I think it's... I think it's like... I think it's specifically women and gender studies. Well, okay. Not to be that guy... But is there a difference between, like, a women's studies major and a gender studies major, or are they, like, the same thing? Um, not to be that guy, but I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked into look, it. Look at us, just a couple of sexists. We're woke. Well, woke-ish. I'm woke-ish. You can be woke if you want. No. I, I'm trying to be I, woke. I am awoke, as in I don't fucking sleep. <laughs> but that's different. Well, yeah, you, you wake up so early yes. every day. Oh, yes. It is not a choice. (laughs) No, everyone thinks I'm like a serial killer because I wake up at like, at home I was waking up at like 5.30 just because my demons are like, good morning, mom. (laughs) Just your demon tapping you on the shoulder. Yeah, well, it's like when little kids are like ready for their Eggo waffles, my like demons come up and they're like, (sighs) you open your eyes. Have anxiety. You open your eyes and your demons right there like, mom, I threw up. Well, I like. Can I sleep in your bed? No, I work. Yeah, and they, except they don't ask. They just do it. <laughs> I have such a vivid memory of I was probably like four or five. I threw up and I felt absolutely awful. And I went up to my parents' bedroom to like wake them up to like I need you to clean up my throw up. But I didn't want to wake them up because I thought they were going to be mad at me. So I stood directly over my mom and I stared at her from like an <laughs> inch away for like 10 to 15 minutes until I think my breathing like woke her up. And she was a bit, oh she God. just opens her eyes to my face like an inch away from her. It's like, like orphan. Mom, I threw up. Can you come clean it up? Well, I um, I've piggybacking off of that. Um, mm-hmm. I. 
when I was like three, I fully vomited while sleeping on my back. Mm -hmm. And my mom woke up at like two in the morning because there was just this putrid smell. Uh-huh. And I wasn't like a vomiter. Like mm-hmm. I didn't throw up that much as a kid. And like, even if I was really sick and she like, she like went in the bathroom, looked around, like nothing, trash was taken out. Mm-hmm. She went in my room and she said I was lying there like perfectly asleep, peaceful mm-hmm. with just like puke everywhere, like all over me, all over my bed. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, ah, George. And mm-hmm. my dad like ran in and they like cleaned me up and uh-huh. I didn't even wake up. <laughs> and she was like, that's how Jimi Hendrix died. Like he threw up <laughs> in his sleep. <laughs> I... I feel kind of bad for my parents on this one because it's just like they had would have had no idea how to deal with the situation. But I had my first like severe panic attack at age either like 11 or 12. It was Christmas Eve. And I think I was just so excited for the next day. I got myself so worked up. And like I didn't realize what it was at the time. But now looking back, I realized it was just like a really severe panic attack. Because I got, like, I was on the floor. Because I was sleeping on my parents' floor because we had a bunch of family members over and, like, sleeping Were in my room and stuff. crack? No, no. So <laughs> I was on the floor. I got, like, really severe tunnel vision. I started, like, hyperventilating super badly. I couldn't move. I was, like, literally paralyzed. I was trying to move to, like, get someone's attention that I needed help. And I literally couldn't What like, were your move. Christmases like? I don't, like, I don't even know. <laughs> I think I just got myself so worked up. Or maybe I was, like, like nervous. I don't like, shit money the I don't, next day. <laughs> I don't really remember oh what God. the lead-up to I have a really was. dark first, like, anxiety attack story. Mm-hmm. I was four years old, and I was sitting in front of a mirror. This just explains, like, why I am mm-hmm. the way I am. I was sitting in front of a mirror, and I had, like, a little poly pocket, and I was making her climb the mirror, and I like caught eyes with myself, like with my reflection, and it was full blown, like all around me, all familiar, <laughs> like that song. And I went into like existential crisis and just was like freaking the fuck out. Oh no! I know. I, what four year old? Like I'm supposed to be thinking about like lollipops. And, yeah. Like, well, and it's weird. and I was like, death is permanence. <laughs> like, because, like, if something like that happened to me now, I would be able to look at it and, like, understand, at least understand what's happening yeah. to me, right? And, like, comprehend it. But at that age, you just have no idea oh, yeah. well, what's happening to you. Well, they started giving me, like, I had taken Xanax when I was in middle school because mm-hmm. it was, I was at, like, an awkward point where, like, I needed that to get through. And I remember doing it on the eighth grade DC trip and, mm-hmm. like, wigging out because I had never taken it during the day. I took it, like, before bed. Mm-hmm. And we were at like John F. Kennedy's grave and I was like throwing quarters at it because I was like <laughs> so chilled out. And I remember my friend's dad was chaperoning and he was like, yeah, maybe don't take those drugs mm-hmm. like at noon. <laughs> I I remember the first time. Well, I, so for context, I had ADHD and I was diagnosed a couple of years ago. Oh, I um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the first time I took... Um, it wasn't Adderall, but it was, like, I think it was Concerta, which is, like, yeah. the same thing, basically. Um, just, like, the realization of, like, is this how everyone else feels all the time? Just, like, I was able to actually, like, sit down and just, like, do an assignment. Like, family events, especially, for me, even more than, like, friend events. Like, when, before I was on medication, 
I would get half hour into like a family Christmas party, be like, all right, I need to leave. I and I yeah, I was always the guy who would like just go sit outside yeah. and like play basketball. Oh, I my, couldn't stand it. And now I can actually like talk to family members for more than two minutes at a time, which is nice. My I I do like one on one. I do like office hours with my family members at parties and stuff. And like my grad party was hell because it was just mm. and. My mom's family is Jewish. My dad's family is Greek. Mm-hmm. So it's literally just like two lo- very large families yeah. constantly like interacting. And I would like reclude for a while. Like I liked when we would do stuff at our house because I could just go up to my room if I needed a minute. But it's like I don't want to need a minute. Like I want to mm. just be there. and Yeah. it's. Yeah. I think it's just like it allows you to be more in the moment. Yeah. At least for me. I'm, I feel much more present. And That's, like yeah. able, and I'm not taking it now, but just like, I feel like I have better skill because it's like training wheels, right? It gets yeah. you so you're able to develop those skills, and then you when go you st- back and blow. I, what I do is easier. like, if I feel really off, I just say to myself, "What do I feel like when I'm taking that?" And like, what am I doing differently right now? Mm-hmm. from when I'm like on the, and that's how I like mellow myself out too because it's like you try to embody you're like if this version of me exists why can't I just be that person all it? the time be my best self why can't I just be my best self today was my worst self <laughs> <laughs> if we're ranking ourselves today was bottom of the barrel complete bot- I like I've been like on a routine of just coming here airing out in front of my fan it for weight it is so hot it's sticky as in, hell i have showered <laughs> twice today and just stood in the cold water trying to bring my body temperature down and i'm a sociopath wakes up at 5 30 in the morning and i work out so my day starts with sweat my mm-hmm. day ends with sweat mm-hmm. <clears throat> um i'm probably like Oh, I'm sweaty. Yeah. Um, I'm now going to introduce a new segment called Liam and Sophia complain about their landlord, Karen. <laughs> so we got, so for context, uh, we had an air conditioner in this Karen, apartment. Karen, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so we had an air conditioner provided by BU. <clears throat> it was just like here when we moved in. No, back up. It was here when I moved in yeah. a year ago. So it's been here. It's before been established. Liam, before the Liam yes. era. Exactly. So it's established this is part of the apartment. I move in two weeks before you. I see the air conditioner. You told me about it. So we just like install it. Two or three weeks go by. Uh, smooth sailing. No problems. We get an email from our RA saying that the, like, uh, the head of South Campus uh, housing... Call them out. Name, I don't remember her last name. Her name, first name is Karen, which I think, I feel like tells you everything you need to know about her. She doesn't Uh, have a last name. It's just Karen. She, when people use the word Karen as like a slur, she's the Karen they're referring to specifically. Um, But anyway, she like saw our air conditioner and was like, air conditioners are not allowed in South Campus. They're strictly forbidden. You have 24 hours to get rid of it or like we will take further action. I was like, am I... Am I doing, like, a GTA task? Do I have to, like... 
Well, and then, so I, I'm like, fine, whatever. I go to return. They have the office that they want me to return the air conditioner to. Walk so it there. So I'm walking down the sidewalk carrying this air conditioner, and I'm looking up at all of the apartments in the same, like, uh, area, like, under, in South Campus Housing, next to ours, and they all have air conditioners. Taunting him. All of our, Taunting him. All of our neighbors have air conditioners. Here's, a, here's <laughs> the worst part of all of this. So, allegedly... Because obviously we weren't going to stop there because our pits are chronically sweaty now. (laughs) And I sent an email inquiring as to why our air conditioning specifically had to go. Because God forbid we enjoy any part of college. And they told me that it's because it wasn't a a facilities like administered air conditioner. You're telling me that from the ground, you noticed three floors up that this AC was off-brand. Like, I can't even, I can't even tell you what color it was. And, like, I lived with um, it. So that is very perturbing and weird to me. I feel like you could assume that it was white. Given that I've never seen an air conditioner any other color. Yeah, but some kids get paintbrushes and have fun vandalizing campus things. Why don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't they make air conditioners in fun colors? Maybe they. I've never looked into it to be honest. But I mean, I've. I don't. I've never seen one. It's a good. Point. Automatically means they don't exist. Yeah. Well, I'm sure some sororities have like monogrammed. Mm-hmm. Guys, in the description for this episode, I'm going to have Karen's home address <laughs> and phone it's number. It's like that scene in Shrek. <laughs> yeah. have, like, all the village people. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to show up at any time with pitchforks and torches. It says, beware, Karen. We just, we start putting smashed air conditioners on her front door. It's like, this is a threat. Yeah, I want to egg her office because I don't know where she lives. I'll find out. Mm-hmm. Square up. Um... For, for legal reasons, that was a joke. Please no one do that. I don't actually want to harass this woman. Yeah, and her name actually isn't Karen. Yeah, no, that was just that was just a joke. Except it actually is. Yeah, we probably should have used a different name, I guess, if we're going to out people specifically. But oh well. To maybe, it now. Maybe we are. Maybe her real name isn't Karen. Maybe she made that her name so that we could shit on her. That's actually her to, alias she yeah. uses to piss off students. It's her, um, what is it, like... Her secret identity? No, what's that called? When, like, the artist formerly known as Prince, like, when they have, like, a a stage name. It's her stage name. (laughs) Karen is her stage name. (laughs) And she goes and she sends really passive-aggressive emails to students who just want to be not sweaty all day. That's her performance. I just want to not boil while sitting alone in my room. Well, I also, I'm not a morning shower person, but now I have to be. Now I have to be a twice a day shower person. Yeah. Like my skin's so dry. Just shower? From water. Dry your skin out. Yeah. You'll you'll start seeing it. But it's water. That's not how water works. But. We'll talk, we'll we'll unpack that later. But it's water. (laughs) Yeah, so. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. And also, maybe I don't believe you. But the moral of the story is Karen is bad, and we don't like her, and I'm sweaty all the time. Yeah. And also, Zoom classes suck. That's not important to the story, but I just feel like I should Zoom classes, that. I don't... I want to know how much they would suck without ADHD. 
I have to imagine they still suck. Yeah. I just feel... So- I can't sit... You saw my hand the other day. Yeah. I fully... I have ink poisoning from just covering, like, every surface of my fingers with little intricate drawings, because that's how I focus. I am so much more mentally exhausted from a day of Zoom yeah. classes than I am from just, like, a day of regular classes. I And it's kind of a problem because I am completely unproductive after getting to the yeah. end, even if it's like two or three classes in a day, I can't really well, do anything after. When you're sitting in front of a laptop all day using it and then you have to turn around and use it again because you have to do the work mm-hmm. for the lecture you were listening to or allegedly listening to, it's just like that much screen time. Like there's no amount of like going outside and walking that can... Mm-hmm. I also, I love how every professor is totally like, these are extraordinary circumstances and like, we're all learning together and like, we, we have to work together and like, it's that attitude until they're asked to make a single change to anything. And it's like personal responsibility. You have to (laughs) buckle down. All of my professors are, this is fact checked. All of them are above the age of 60 (laughs) and they're all men. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bunch of people being like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't see you. Mm-hmm. Or if like I'll email them and tell them I wasn't there. If they're not a professor who's like engaged with mm-hmm. us, they're like, oh, I didn't even notice. So I have a class outside next to the highway. We're in Boston sitting next to the highway. There's 60 of us outside and no one in the class can hear the professor talking at all. Like literally no one. And then there's another, because the class is taught by like three professors, there's another professor who comes around and starts getting mad at us for not listening. And it's like, no one can hear anything. Listening to can, what? Exactly. The mass pike? Yes. It was the most frustrating thing. And uh, That sounds like a cult ritual. <laughs> like That's our indoctrination. 60, 20 year olds gathering outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that professor specifically really just rubs me the wrong way. Today we had that same class, but it was indoors, thankfully, but like six feet apart at desks and stuff. And she didn't actually teach anything. She just like stood right, literally, I was kind of near the front, literally right next to me and just like surveyed the class like a hawk the entire time. Like looking, I'm trying to think of, uh, did you ever read that book, the, the Teacher from the Black Lagoon? No. Well, okay, it's about this like evil teacher who's always like I, surveying the students looking for any bit of wrongdoing, yeah. and it totally gave me that vibe where she was just like waiting for someone to trip up so she could pounce and just like. Why would you become a teacher them. for that? Like, I'm trying to get learned. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get learned. Yeah. And like, to be fair, I was on Reddit the entire class. What so, does she like, give a shit? It's your money. That's you know? true. If you want to rot your brain, that's your problem. That's I how they should see it. I do want to rot my Go brain. Go for it. I'm I'm actively doing that, so. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, with classes like that, I reject the idea that I should have to pay attention the whole time because oh, the lectures yeah. have, like, there are no tests in this class. It's all papers. Yeah. And, like, you don't really need the lecture stuff to write the papers because they're all just, like, research papers. So it's, like... What am I here for? Yeah. Well, and that's like, that's where it comes in. To me, what makes a professor good is like, they make me want to do the work actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if they're such a sweet person or like, 
they're so dedicated to what they're doing and like they want us to learn Mm -hmm. then I'm like oh you want me to write 45 pages and give you head I'm down (laughs) well and it wouldn't (laughs) frustrate me so much if it wasn't like a required class yeah like I oh yeah yeah and if it's required it's like oh so you're intentionally making me suffer yeah if, if this was a class I signed up for and like thought sounded fun then I I wouldn't be complaining about any yeah. of this stuff. But the fact that they're making me take this just, like, awful class that's not interesting at all and then, like, are going to police me about, like, what I'm doing at all times, it's just really frustrating. I love college. I mean, I generally do love college, but yeah. there are some things but, that are quite that, Well, okay, actually... I take that back because what you just described is like the least college college. Yeah. Yeah. This is like high school, like being true. It sounds like you're at an assembly. Sometimes I look look back on high school, like some kind of crazy fever dream. The idea that like as an 18 year old, I was still raising my hand to use the bathroom. We need to do an episode literally just talking about high school. High school stories. Yeah. I have fully. I, I, Save them. I never realized how just like insane my high school was until I came to college and started talking about yeah. things at my high school. I'm not, I'm going to shit on your high school. My, it's actually shitting directly on mine. Mine was probably so much weirder and like worse because it's in Ohio. So like automatically it is. But I will tell people stories that I don't think are like outlandish. They're mm-hmm. just funny and people will be like, what the fuck? We're going to have to go toe-to-toe because I tell people, like, just normal stories from my high school all the time. And they're just like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, how how did you even make it through? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. It was wild. The fighting was rampant. Our... The sex was in every classroom. We didn't really have fighting. Um, There was one fight... Um, where some kid, we had stools in the cafeteria and some kid smashed one of the stools over another kid's head. And so me and my friend thought it would be really funny to start a rumor that he got like decapitated <laughs> and then his like head got cut off. So we just started telling, we were seniors, I think. And we just started telling all the freshmen we saw that like there was like a decapitation in the cafeteria. And not two hours later, the principal sends an email to the entire school oh like, God. It has come to our attention that there are several untrue rumors spreading throughout the school about today's morning events. Please refrain from even talking about anything remotely untrue as it can be severely damaging. And I was just like, wow, Um, moves fast. Well, that feels like as good a place as any to wrap things up. Um, If you made it this far, thank you for listening. We're going to try and do new episodes every week, I think. I don't think she did because my mom has a short attention span. <laughs> yeah, well. Thanks, Julie. Thanks. Thank you, Julie. Um, and we'll see you next week.